one of the science buildings here is considered the birthplace of the internet. This picture of some of the scientists involved was taken at this very moment. The corridors here look repulsive, and yet this one leads to some sort of a shrine reconstructed years later when its importance had sunk in. Let's enter this very special place. We're now entering a sacred location. It's the location where the internet began. It's a holy place, and we've just come back to 1969 when the critical events of the origin began. That machine over there is the first piece of the internet equipment ever installed. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 81, and my name is Scott. My name's Red. And I'm Diana. Hey. Welcome back to the show. Thanks it's for having me. It's been quite a while. Mm-hmm. You were on our Revenant episode. Yeah. Back in January. It's been, it has been quite some time. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching uh, before our featured review of Kubo and the Two Strings. Nice. I'm, I've been excited about this one for quite some time. Several months. Mm. Mm-hmm. We ran into some difficulty seeing this one. We, we, man- we managed, though. Yeah, we might have to tell that story. Uh, tell it, tell it. <laughs> yeah, so from director Travis Knight, Kubo and the Two Strings, Leica Studios. Are you guys familiar with any of their other movies? Do you watch Paranorman or... No, I want to see it, though. Uh, Coraline. 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 I mean, that's and, a Neil uh, Gaiman joint, right? So, Box Trolls as well. I didn't see that, but that was supposed to be fantastic, right? Yeah, I think all three of them. I mean, Coraline's amazing. Uh, I haven't seen Box Trolls and Paranorman's a lot of fun, too. Um, so you can find all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice. Click the subscribe button. Uh, you can go there. You can leave us a recipe with your five-star review. Uh, guys, what do we want from the listeners today? What kind of recipe are they leaving in the iTunes review box? Last week, we had uh, ice cream cake, which is nice. pretty amazing. Mm. I'm going to have to check to see if anyone left any of those up. <laughs> what are you asking for this week, though? Fajitas were two weeks ago, so don't you can't go for those. Yeah, do you have any uh, requests, Diana? I feel like it's got to be uh, kind of summery, even though it's the something tail end. Fresh. Tail yeah. end. I'm with you though. Something that you can enjoy outside on one of the last remaining hot days yeah. of summer. Good call. Uh, like some sort of like pa- like potato salad. Ooh, all right, Grandma's potato salad. Get funky with the potato salad. Yeah, nice on our iTunes page. Five star <laughs> review. Uh, let's see how crazy it can get, right? Yeah, maybe put a spin on it, right? It doesn't usually. People don't usually screw around with potato salad that much. It's no, they do. But you might go like one corner of the country to the other, and potato salad like kind of take like people do it up the same exact way, pretty much. It doesn't doesn't it doesn't really vary. From region to region, does just it? Just lots of mayo. It's the same exact bacon. thing every time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about the proportions, guys. <laughs> You'd think it would be different. Like, oh, you know, out east it's like really kind of yellowish and it's got like a more like 
No, we just put. We're, we're, uh, I think we're, we're, we're overthinking the potato salad. Yeah, here. This is the vertical <laughs> potato. Uh, so you can uh, visit our website. It is verticalviewing.com. You can click the subscribe or the uh, donate button there if you have a couple extra bucks. If you like what we do, uh, if you want to help us, go see movies. Offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, slicing off a piece of the internet because you got to like, just grab a slice, cut it off the giant brain that is the internet, and then deliver that out to your listeners every week. Your thoughts and recommendations go to verticalviewing at gmail.com, on Twitter at verticalviewing. We uh, read every email. Please uh, let us know for weeks where we don't know what we're going to review, uh, like next week, where it may be the movie Morgan. I, I mean, it might be, but... Or Don't Breathe is getting a lot of buzz the new horror movie again horror movies like this is where the dude cannot see and you're trapped in his house and imagine a killer who just well that one listens to where you're breathing in order to murder you yeah i don't know so you know diana don't breathe Mm -hmm. right I'm out, guys. <laughs> you're you're not in either, eh, Red? I why no, I he mean, he's every time there's a horror movie on the docket, they're just he's, not he, good he seems movies. To be against it, they're not. I mean, they're very rarely good movies. So I saw The Witch. That's a good movie. I was happy with that. If you consider that a horror movie, no. Okay, well, this is a you know quote unquote horror movie. It's probably not good. I heard it's pretty good. Really, mm. I heard Don't Breathe is pretty cool. But like even movie, even good. Horror movies aren't very good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's rare that you get a Hitchcock, you know? Like, it's rare that you even get you, a Sixth Sense. You enjoyed Green Room, did you not? Um, But that's, like, is that a horror movie? I don't know, you tell me. I think that's a gore thriller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. A gorilla. A griller. A, gr- a griller. Okay, okay. With that, let's start the show. Uh... Who who wants to get into it? Diana, have you watched anything cool recently? Um, if I caught me you off, first. If I caught you off guard by right. asking Is you someone first. someone else first. I, I can go. Yeah. Do it. I Do can it. go. Um, I don't know where to start, though, because... Alphabetical or in order of awesomeness? Oh. Go in increasing order of awesomeness. Increasing order of awesomeness? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pull a little misdirection go, here. Go vertically. <laughs> this week I played one of the greatest video games I have ever played in my entire life. And it's not called No Man's Sky. Which I'm going to talk which about. Which you think, you probably aren't going to say is the best game in, that's ever been made. No, right? I not say that. I can maybe say that what I played might be one of the best games that's ever been made. Bold words. <laughs> okay, did you guys play Limbo? This game from six years ago. I played Limbo yeah. like at the a party this <laughs> yeah. one time. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, there was the people playing steel drums and <laughs> um, tiki torches. Yeah, pretty good, right? And uh, Wearing roller skates and going underneath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I played a game called Inside, which is from the makers of Limbo. Uh, okay. This game was in development for six years. It's mm. by Play Dead Studios. This is just a full-on 10 out of 10, guys. Just, just, uh, just so, so give me a genre yeah. or something. So if you played the game Limbo, you will, you know the sort of genre. It's like a platformer. So think about like Mario kind of game, mm-hmm. side scrolling, 
you know, jumping on stuff, solving puzzles as you go. However, uh, it's like super uh, moody and atmospheric and it's basically black and white. So there's barely any color and it's, it's mo it looks almost like a pop-up book where you have like layers, different layers of value, like getting lighter and lighter as it goes back. Like you're looking at these sort of cutouts of a background and basically inside is just the same thing. It's this black and white, uh, atmospheric side scrolling puzzle game um but the atmosphere incredible like it feels like a, it kind of felt like stranger things you're in the forest these flashlights are shining at you it feels really uh is there anything though that's like groundbreaking with this game like what's you're saying it's one of the best games which yeah okay you know I, you like games i'll so back that up i'll back that up um like just the, like the, the use of atmosphere and mood in this game is like nothing i've ever seen before like it looks better than movies do it feels more sort of tense and real there's a scene where these dogs are chasing you like across this river and there's a fence that you're climbing over and basically uh the dogs have to run around this sort of wall to get to you on either side of the fence and you're trying to break through this door that's all boarded up so you have to run over to the door, start pulling these boards off of it, but then the dogs are chasing you. So you have to actually run back to the fence and sort of bait them. You climb over to the other side of the fence to get them to sort of run around to the other side to get to you. But And, and the only way to, to get back is with them chasing you again. There's all these intense moments where you are just basically you against this uh, unseen force, these dudes with, you know... Uh, flashlights and guns mm. it feels like this agency's after you you're breaking into some sort of facility uh, you never really know what's going on inside this facility uh, and I, I don't want the, the reason why this is one of the best games I've ever played is the ending it turns like such a 180 on you it feels like the uh, Akira a little bit like it goes completely out of control at the end um, and it's most games, when you play them, you figure out, like, okay, I kind of know what the developers are trying to tell me with this story. I have no idea what they're trying to say. It feels like I'm watching, like, an art house in, like, indie movie that's, like, at a film festival where you, you finish the movie and it ends and you go, what? Oh, I have all these questions. What does it mean? Blah, blah, blah. Like, games rarely do that. They don't mm. usually leave you with a bunch of questions at the end of it. And this one does. So it's basically this little boy breaking into this facility, this giant scientific experiment. Uh, and the, the thing that he finds on the inside, uh, it's this mind control experiment. There's all these people around, these workers that are being marched into this weird machine. It's some sort of Orwellian thing, I guess. Like a comment on the working class, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but you end up sort of putting this weird helmet on and controlling them and doing puzzles for you and stuff. Mm. Okay. This whole game is three hours long and it's 20 bucks. So it's like not a lot of investment of your time. I have a question for you. You've mm -hmm. reminded me like many of the elements of this game remind me of at least the earlier versions or of the odd world. 
series. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever play like Abe's Odyssey or uh, Odd World or uh, Odd World Abe's Odyssey? And then there was like uh, Abe's Odyssey was the next one, I think. They just look like uh, <laughs> like Mount Mo- Mountain Dew video games. Is yeah, that because, is that what they were? No, they weren't at all. It just happened that the the like. I don't know what you'd call it, the MacGuffin, basically, that drives the story. Happens to be this beverage that, it's sort at a of glance, like resembles... like an energy drink. Okay. It looks like Mountain Dew okay. with a purple label on it. But it's actually made from Mucklucks. But um, in that game, it's all puzzles, and it's very eerie, and it's really fun to play, but it's all puzzle-solving, and like you, um, you have to chant and possess sort of other creatures at certain times and have them do puzzles for you. So that's it, kind of what's going on here. It's really fun. It's like Pikmin. Did you play Pikmin? No. No? Mm-hmm. Nintendo? Yeah, you you're you're controlling these groups of people and then like you're amassing more and more workers. Sort of you're like breaking them out of prison and they like collect around you and you use them to lift up bigger objects and solve bigger puzzles. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're sort of ra- like rallying up the working class a little bit. Hmm. kind of a commentary there but then the game pulls this crazy 180 on you at the end that i don't want to spoil yeah don't <laughs> it's it's you could beat this game it's on playstation 4 it's on pc it's like three hours long it's 20 dollars. the ending is so amazing and such a like a what the fuck like i don't know what it means i have even more questions now than when the game hmm. started like i i can't i wish we I, i'll be honest with you kubo is great and all i wish we were reviewing this game wow. this week mm. what like, is it called again it's called inside inside um here i'll show you you can see some stills some stills from the game uh it's it's insane like the, the game is just gorgeous it feels is it's not eight bit or anything right like it's, oh no 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 it just happens to be it, a like if if, if you if you google if people are interested, if you Google inside game, uh, the, 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 it's hard to Google that title. Uh, oh, yeah. Totally atmospheric. It's, uh, it's insane. The game is a masterpiece. One of the greatest games I've ever played, amazingly enough. Uh, I cannot say anything. Like, again, the ending is what I want to talk about. I wish we could do some sort of spoiler Yeah, how long discussion. do you have to wait before a game spoiler is allowed? Well, you have to You have to play this. Okay. The game came out in June, I think, so... I probably won't. And I, I, please, that's because like, of the game that I, I guess I could talk about. I know, but you would play No Man's Sky for like 30 or 40 hours. You could beat inside <laughs> yeah. in like two or three. In, in the time it takes me to mine the gold or the, you know, iridium... Mm-hmm. To craft some, to like afford to buy a new ship yeah. or like yeah. something like that. Uh, I guess I could just play a different game. So you are just flying around the galaxy now playing so No Man's Sky. I have been playing No Man's Sky, which is a very controversial topic online apparently right now. Uh, I don't really understand why. People hate this game. People are really disappointed. Steam and Sony, like uh, people are getting, are giving refunds for this game because mm-hmm. There, there are critics claiming that they're not delivering what they were promised. Um, I, I really, I don't know what people were expecting. Like, 
they never really i don't know i don't know there was supposedly this list of things that weren't included that that were supposed to be included but i i don't know those people can go jump off a building like i'm fine with it i've been flying around collecting resources adding slots to my exosuit trying to find a ship worth saving up for so far i found this one red rocket ship that was really cool (laughs) and it had a ton of wings and it was but it didn't have enough slots for me to think like this is worth mining for hours and hours Mm -hmm. uh just to buy this this ship when i already have a sweet ship that i got because i pre-ordered yeah i'm flying around on that one right now um but i need more slots i I figured out the stacking of uh, or the stacking bonuses with uh with things you create by the way so when you're in your ship oh yeah yeah you can uh like upgrade your weapons or upgrade your shields but you can upgrade them in any slot you put these upgrades in any slot you want but if you put them all next to each other like all the ones for your weapons are in the same like row and all your shields in the same row then everything works better so you have to like trash it and then and you can it. tell that it's work. Yeah, you have to like literally buy a ship and okay. then disassemble right. everything and then start from scratch and rebuild it. But you can tell it's working because the grouping of upgrades will be outlined in a certain like neon color, and that would reflect, I think, how that, powerful that, that's the bonus if it's a bonus. Is. Oh, okay, okay. But wait, can we back up? Why does the internet hate this game so much? I don't yeah, know. Curious. I don't know. They're saying that things are missing, but like what? I don't know. The, the I don't understand what people thought this the, game was going to do. The biggest thing like it was going to like like gratify them like sexually and did, then like solve like their tax problems. I think people and thought it, it was going to multiplayer. Like, multiplayer might be the thing. They thought that they were going to be able to encounter each other, like see their friends and stuff. Okay. Which you can't. It's not a multiplayer game. But you have a universe to explore. Why who like Yeah. Why are you so worried about going to find your buddy? Can you play multiplayer in Minecraft? Yeah, you can like join servers and there's all kinds of Okay. What's, what's happening That's with That's what people with, are going to do with this game. Well, what's so don't happening worry about with it. No Man's Sky that I really like um is that there's all these mods being released. I have them, dude. So I have the big mod. I have like all all of the trees right. are giant, but the pop-in is way too brutal. Like you're flying your ship over the planet and then all of a sudden a tree just goes but other st- <laughs> I've seen like Gary's mod uh, additions to No Man's Sky and like building crazy things and putting them in. Um, there's all kinds of opportunities for really neat uh, tinkering with this game. Uh, the base is there. Uh, this is basically like Minecraft on steroids, I think. I love it. I could spend... It's it's disturbing when I play this game how fast time flies and yeah, when I think about how much time I could sink into doing this and you could just you could waste your life and it's just, just be- flying aimlessly and around it's just the beginning too like it's it's just the beginning of this adventure like they're they're just going to add more and more to the game as time goes on right unless they get sued and the company goes under cuz everyone hates the game so uh, much which would be such a dis- a, just a disappointment and a and a I don't know travesty really because a tragedy. I don't know why people just thought this was gonna be the only game they're ever gonna play, and 
they put all of their this is just a lesson to the internet for you know like if you overhype if you overhype something yeah is there any reason to hype anything what like, was what was overhyped <laughs> disappoint first yeah what was overhyped though like what did they i don't know I don't know. That's what I don't understand. And then now the internet's going on this witch hunt where they're like taking the, like the, each interview that the developer ever gave, and they're like, let's break down every single thing they ever said, like wh- like literally word for word, as almost like this person's on trial or something. It's really just gross. Yeah, and I think it needs to stop, and people need to get a life. Um, Diana, do you have anything that you watched recently? You must. Uh, or have, or have we have we just like taken you too far down this weird video game? No, I mean tangent? I I don't play lots of video games, so I don't really. Yeah, I oh, was like, oh, oh. but I kind of want to play this inside game. Oh, yeah. I I mean to to go back to the inside game. Yeah. Briefly. Uh. It, it, do do you have a PlayStation? I don't. No. Do you have a PC that you can play it on? I don't know. I might even be on Mac. I don't know. Hmm. I have a Mac. Because um, if it's twenty bucks, three hours, I totally would do it. And you saw, you showed me the photos. It's so amazing. Yeah, looks cool. Uh, and, and it's just nothing like I've ever played in terms of atmosphere. Is really why the, you really the key, you have key, an emulator, right? The key. I have an emulator. I mean, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> sounds you magical. You you maybe might have one if if that was a thing. <laughs> it might happen because you should play Odd World. Is there a way to do it? It's a PlayStation One. PlayStation One, yeah. Um, I, I, Diana, I want you to play this game, and yeah. I, I, Red, I want I want you to play Inside. I want everyone to play Inside, uh, <laughs> so that we can maybe have a discussion about it on this podcast, because it's just that good, folks. Well, no, there's so much to it that I want to talk about. Like I know, no, your enthusiasm yeah. right now tells me that it's that good. That's what I mean, and I'm I think our listeners will probably. Like, say the same. Like, there's the puzzles. Like, there's there's just a certain point where you pass in the story where you are like, okay, is anything real now? And like, the water level is like, like the water sticks to the ceiling now, and everything. Like, so like when you you swim around the top, and then when you drop out of the water level in the middle of the screen, it's like you can you can't you can't <laughs> breathe in air, this but you can be- breathe in water and shit. Like it's it's insane. I, I I don't know. And then once you find out what's inside of the experiment, it's in, it's it's insane. And the the best part of the whole game, I'm dwelling on this way too much. But <laughs> the, the best part of the whole game is in the background. There's this energy experiment happening. You don't really know what it is. And as you're approaching it, you walk from left to right in this game. And as you're approaching this weird machine, um, there's like these shock waves that come through every ten seconds, like. And the lights are flickering above you, like the fluorescent lights, every time one of these pulses comes through. So you know something's ahead of you. And then you eventually come to this like giant open field, and you're walking along these metal walkways with these little shields along it. And there's these blasts, these concussion blasts flying at you. You're a little boy, mm-hmm. I should remind you. You're like a five-year-old, maybe like a ten-year-old boy running around. And if you get hit with one of these blasts, your whole body explodes violently into this like blood and guts and comes flying at the camera. It's it, like Limbo. It's really shocking how dark and violent it can be, but it looks like a storybook paint, like a painting. Yeah. As you can see. Uh, 
But I did watch movies. If yeah, you, I watched if, some stuff too. If, yeah. if, if you guys want to talk about actual movies, what Diana? Did you watch anything? Uh, not a movie. I I've just started watching The Get Down on oh, Netflix. Oh, nice. Nice. I didn't realize Baz Luhrmann was um uh, involved at the beginning, and I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "I don't know." Have Have you guys seen it? Not yet. It's I'm it's I'm literally like, it's the show that I have lined up to watch maybe tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first episode is about an hour and a half, so it's like a mini movie, I guess. Um, I I'm still trying to f- figure it out. Um, I do enjoy it um i don't know if it's like the best thing but it's it's interesting because there's a lot going on and it's baz lerman so it's you know there's like some schmaltz there's like that um is it a musical there's singing in it it's not like a standard musical um there's because you know it's about hip-hop and um rap in the 70s disco and so when people sing um or or rap or whatever it's part of the character it's not it's not like the typical musical it's more like i haven't seen once but you know there's a reason for why they're singing they're like musicians yeah they're yeah yeah it's in in context with the story oh like what's that movie with um you know the guy who makes wire models in his basement to prove that one plus or one times one is three. Wait, what? You told me about what? this guy. He's like, oh man, sorry. I'm, I don't want to derail the, the conversation here. Wait, what? No, yeah. I want to know what this is. <laughs> no, you got to stick with us. What, what okay. the hell are you talking so, about? I am reminded of a movie that has music in it. Um, and the actor that plays the rapper who ends up making it, like breaking out, who begins as a criminal, is in real life. See, this is where you're going to have to help me. I'm drawing a blank on his name here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he believes that uh, one times one cannot possibly be one. Uh, and, he, and he spends his spare time building models with wire in his basement. To prove his theories. This is a real person or this is something you Yes, watch? he's been in trouble for hitting his wife before. Uh, he, um, is it like the outcast? He's a black guy. Outcast? No. Like the, they made musicals, didn't they? He's an actor, not an actual musician. Um, Chris Brown? He's not an actor. Oh, man. This is This is bad. So hustle get, and flow. Oh, Is hustle that a movie? and flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember. No, no, no. I don't remember. I don't remember any. One plus one is three, though. No, that's not in the movie. That's. Oh, okay. Terrence Howard is out of his mind. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank Terrence you. Howard. Okay, it all makes sense. Oh. Now. Is actually, or allegedly. A crazy person. Yes, he is correct. It all makes sense now. Old Man Red, you know, the the, the nonsense that Old Man Red was spouting briefly... I get half ...comes ideas. into focus. I get half ideas, and I need no, you no, to no, fill no. in it's, the it's, blanks. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Terrence, <laughs> Terrence Howard did have some sort of theory on how one plus one is actually three. Yeah, you can look at it on oh. Wikipedia, for those of you that are interested. I'm sorry for... Dis- 
for for uh, <laughs> just totally derailing that. Um, but back to the get down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only seen a few episodes, so I still um, need to watch some more to kind of really form more of an uh, informed opinion. Um, but the performances are really awesome. Uh, tonally, it's. Uh, it's yeah all over the place um there's like it's inspired by some like kung fu stuff so there's like that the swooshing noises and like weird dancing and um uh this thing seems crazy it's crazy i I mean i guess it's it's baz luhrmann yeah i didn't realize i i was just like what is this i don't get it i mean i think i'm missing a part of the grit because you know, it's it's about sort of the, uh, I guess, the genesis of hip hop. Hip hop. Well, that's modern. what I was thinking. Like, it's about like the. Yeah, and so, uh, they they do show some. Um, I think it's real, like archival footage. Um, I think uh, I don't know, or they made it look like it, and that's a bit more gritty. Um, so. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's worth checking out, though. You're still halfway. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still watching it. I. I still. Um, I still like it. The main guy. He. His. Like. I've never seen him before. I. I don't. I don't think he's probably. He's probably not an unknown, but he's great. He's great, and. Um, uh, yeah, everyone's good. I don't know. It's. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's worth a watch. Uh, just because it is so weird i don't know i mean i think i might be even more interested than i was now that you've described yeah, the, fact, it like the, the fact that it's weird like i don't want to watch it seems like there's a lot of the like that show vinyl didn't do well like there's a lot of these music shows mm-hmm. that they're just coming and go, like it sounds like if this as long as this is kind of different i think it's getting a lot of mixed reviews that it's sort of um too meandering no one they're saying that um you don't sort of care for anyone or jaden smith is in this yeah okay oh, which wow. who who is the who is is ezekiel the guy ezekiel yeah justice smith is this also he's a guy who's really great okay he's not he's not related to will smith as well is he no is he well he's okay <laughs> let's what digging deeper <laughs> no it doesn't look like it Okay, good. <laughs> because we don't. I don't know that. I mean, I love the Will world Smith is the, as the, the Fresh Prince, but I don't think he makes sound. The world children. is only big enough for two <laughs> Smith children. I think. Actually, isn't his daughter like she's like making music now, right? Wh- Willow Smith. Willow. Willow. She did. She did she's, that hair thing. Yeah, like, she's whipping her hair, yeah. dude. Come on. Oh, sorry. Like I'm. I'm out dance. of touch. So, I mean, Jaden Smith freaks me out. He's, Why? He's just. He looks. So like exactly like his dad, but he's like a he's like a vacant. He doesn't look like there's anyone home. If you read some of the things that he's tweeted, he's he's just as insane as Terrence Howard, man. I could oh, see Jaden Smith no, saying like one like, plus one equals four. Yeah, he would be hanging out there making models with him. Actually, are these just crazy Scientologists, Diana? You, <laughs> Diana, you're an actress. What what how, has the Scientology world ever reached out? Have to they you? approached you? Yeah. No, but I mean, in LA, everywhere you go, there's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, right? it's everywhere. Do you want to do you want to get audited? 
Hey, do you guys wanna do you guys wanna get audited? Fucked up. Is we that have what an, they say? I have an e-meter right here. Oh yeah, they God. want you to do the old. Uh, they, you want to go clear, right? You want to clear those thetans out of your body. I don't think they actually oh. say these things because these are like secret terms that we're not supposed to know. But have documentaries guys, have yeah. been released. Going clear was so good. Oh, so freaky! If you guys like going clear, I highly recommend you watch Zero Days, uh, the Stuxnet. Documentary mm, from mm, Alex Gibney. I've also heard really good things about uh, under the uh, is it under the banner of heaven. It's a uh, uh, John Krakauer. Are these all Scientology documentaries? <laughs> about um, I think these are all documentaries. The, uh, oh. the, it's a book under the banner of heaven. It's a John Krakauer investigation of the Mormon Church. Ooh. Oh, yeah, these are good. These are good things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which actually, I can. I'm going to jump off of that into something that I saw this week, which is, for my birthday, my lovely wife. <laughs> which was like a month <laughs> and a half ago. Yes. Uh, but um, my generous and uh, loving wife uh, gave me, gifted me with a ticket to Book of Mormon, oh. which is in Vancouver. Oh, I saw that twice. Oh, it was so, so very, very good. Yeah. Um, if I had one complaint, it would be that for whatever reason, the sound where I was sitting wasn't that good and I couldn't actually make out what was being said sometimes. It was weird. I think it was, I don't think it was the miking. I don't think it was the, the sound production. I think it was just something to do with the acoustics in the area that I'm sitting. So, and where did you see this production? I was at the Queen Elizabeth Theater on the mezzanine. Okay, so there's no excuse. The sound quality should be impeccable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, that was frustrating. <laughs> um, but despite that, I laughed my ass off. Uh, this musical is the best musical. How long is it? It's not that long. Is there an intermission? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's an intermission. Um, so what, like three hours? Not quite. Not even? I think maybe with the intermission. Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah, maybe the whole event is three hours. Um, But so clever, so funny. Uh, The characters... I mean, you don't have to be a South Park fan to enjoy it, but being one, I laughed at all kinds of little things that didn't get big laughs. Like at the beginning of of the show... There's a scene where, you know, Jesus comes out and he's like, I am Jesus. And then he does this whole, or Mar- Moroni is getting a message or somebody's receiving a message and it's a voiceover from one of the guys. It's like Parker. So I was going to say, they actually do make an appearance yes, in it. Yes, very briefly. At mm-hmm. the beginning of each, at the beginning of the play and then after intermission, there's a very brief voiceover from them. Um describing things from the book of mormon and the one part he says like mormon you better bear those tablets because soon your whole civilization will be gone and no one will remember ye and the way that he said you i was like my sides were splitting i was laughing so hard and 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 nobody around me is even has even noticed that anything has happened yeah yeah Um, usually that will happen to this guy (laughs) <laughs> you'll, you'll go off onto a... I laugh at things maybe that aren't funny, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, the like, things were... were the Hasadiga Iboe is a very funny song. It's it's about a Mormon missionary that ends up going to 
Uh, all he wants to do is go to Orlando. He's dreamed for his whole life about going to Orlando on his mission because every Mormon has to go on a mission. I didn't know if you knew I don't know if you knew this, but they all have to go on a mission for 2 years and uh they've handed me photos of the of the church in Salt Lake City before. Their publishing press in Canada is in Georgetown. That's no, that's the uh that's the watchtower. Oh, sorry, yes, that's the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. That's, the Jehovah's that's not Witnesses. the Mormons. Yeah. Sorry, my get, get get your get your fringe. get my eschatological Christian sects straight. Exactly, yes. please get your fringe religious fanatic groups straight. <laughs> um, but he so um, Elder, what's his name? Elder Price ends up getting sent to Uganda instead of Orlando, and uh, it's basically what happens there and how he deals with it and he gets sent with a guy who's maybe not the best mormon will there ever be a movie version of this there definitely could be and it would be very very would it work yeah i think i think it could be made they should just make it themselves right yeah oh like it couldn't be done by someone else like they would have to obviously do i mean they have the best it's it's parker and stone and then the guy that that made all the music for frozen for christ's sake (laughs) Like, okay. you have got a winning combo there. I mean, it's every song What's is... What's his name? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Manuel what, Miranda or Lynn? It is Romero or something like that. Good credit. Yeah. Giving kudos <laughs> to where it's due here. Okay. People uh, know the show. People know the show. I, I, mean, I, I watched... Mormon's so good. Um, Go see it. I watched a really crazy movie called The Boys from Brazil. From 1978. Interesting. Oh. Have you guys heard of this movie? Haven't. No. Okay. Uh, it's directed by Franklin J. Schaffner, the guy who directed uh, Planet of the Apes. So this is crazy. This movie's insane. Gregory Peck plays Dr. Joseph Mengele. So like, like the Nazi? The, the Nazi doctor from Auschwitz who did oh, all yeah. the experiments on people. And then tried to escape to South America. And did exp- did escape to South America and died one year after this movie came out. Oh. So Joseph Mengele, Gregory saw Peck. Saw this movie? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Gregory Peck does a pretty good job playing this scary, you know, Nazi doctor uh, who has moved to Paraguay and... Um, is continuing his research, so to speak. Uh, little Steve Gutenberg is in the beginning of this movie. Aww. Uh, he's like this cute little Nazi hunter guy. <laughs> he's he's like clearly gonna die. He's like I got sensitive information, and I'm really scared. They're on to me. <laughs> and yeah, he gets iced pretty quickly. Gets the word out though to Lawrence Olivier, Ezra Lieberman who's just this old man, he's the hero of our story, who's basically on the trail of this weird caper uh, of Joseph Mengele. Essentially, there's 94 dudes that are uh, getting like listed for assassination. And they have to kill them over the next two years. And they're going around the world killing off these dudes. And this guy, Ezra Lieberman, has to find out, like, what's going on? Why are the Nazis killing these guys? This movie's old, and I have to spoil it so that you care about what the movie's about. Okay. Okay? Go ahead. Yeah. So, the fathers that they're killing, they're killing these 94 dudes. Yeah. They're all fathers. Yeah. Of yeah the clone. Well, yeah. Of Adolf Hitler. What? 
<laughs> so Joseph Mengele, uh, well, while Hitler was still alive, like extracted blood and cloned Hitler 94 times uh, over, you know, the course of two years and don't and gave the baby up for adoption to families around the world. And the the idea behind the assassination is you kill this kid's parents exactly when Hitler's father got killed, which is when Hitler was 14 or something like that. So what they're trying to do is is make a clone of Hitler, but you know, cloning them is not enough. You, you need to re recreate the circumstances that actually of created their, the monster of their lives. Yeah, of, like of Hitler, not just yeah, you, you a have human to, being. Like you have to recreate their upbringing and their adolescence. Like you have to you know give them the life sort of uh you know the trajectory that hitler had you you know just making a carbon copy isn't enough you have to like nature isn't enough mm -hmm. you need nurture as well perfect uh so that's what they're trying to do by like force it's like a you know the whole world's their experiment they're Brutal. just running this a good movie it's kind of cool it's super 1978 though <laughs> Does it get all psychedelic at the end? Well, no, it's just like, oh, man, this is super cheesy and corny in 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, like, there's a crazy dog attack at the end. It's like, what is going on? They're fucking killing each other with dog attacks. Like, <laughs> um, it's, I know, it's, it, we'll send the dogs after them. I mean, Hitler, you could see Hitler really loving this plan is kind of the cool idea. It's like, oh, what, you can clone me and then yeah. I'm sure he I can did come all back. kinds of wacky things. Yeah, this thing, it seems like a crazy idea that maybe he would have had. Um, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Like, kind of cool as in what out of ten cool? Like a good seven and a half. Oh, like a good Sunday afternoon. Guy. The Boys from Brazil, it's really cool, man. It's like an action espionage nazi hunter science fiction movie kind of oh. uh -huh. is it on netflix no i had to get it from the library oh yes <laughs> got it you know our <laughs> library has a really good actually certainly film section certainly does um one quick thing i also watched was lo and behold reveries of the connected world this is Werner herzog's new documentary oh red just turned his nose up no uh, well i mean i want to know if it's so if it's actually uh, worth watching, no, it's not. Okay, thanks. This is this is Werner Herzog making a documentary about the internet. Oh, really? Do you think he knows? Uh, like, is he good at the internet? We we went through uh, his Pokemon Go fiasco, uh, where he you know he thought like, oh, when two Pokemon players meet each other, do they fight? Do they do they bite each other's hands? Is there violence? Is there murder? He's a cool, crazy dude. Uh, and I expected a lot of like interesting takes from Werner Herzog on the internet and how it works. This is just like super pedestrian, super boring, like Discovery Channel. Like, hmm. here's the internet and the weird things that happen on the internet. Like, for example, uh, self-driving cars connected to the internet. Like AI, the internet of things like, he talks about? Kind of, yeah. AI development, internet bullying, internet being the spirit of evil, anti-Wi-Fi nutjobs, uh... Uh, video game addiction, solar flare disruptions, collapse of the internet, cyber warfare, social engineering, hackers. Mm -hmm. You you said something. I'd like to get it straight for our listeners. Uh, please let everyone know that like Wi-Fi sensitivity, not a thing. Yeah, can we talk about that for a moment? It's a it's an example of the nocebo effect, similar to the placebo effect, meaning your symptoms are real. The source of the symptoms, though, is not the Wi-Fi. It's not the uh, 
those giant um, wind turbines turbines outside your house. It's none of those things. In fact, the source of your symptoms is your own stupidity. It's because you think that those things make you sick. Yeah, so you actually make yourself sick. You think so hard that those things make you sick that you actually get sick. Mm -hmm. So just like... You know, and it's just pseudoscience where people just say, "Oh, it's the frequencies, it's the vibrations." You know, like, no, there's science to disprove those theories. Yeah. So yeah. read them, and then maybe you'll feel better. Like literally, you will cure yourself. The the the, the anti Wi-Fi people really piss me off because they they they're not concerned with giant radio signals like giant radio towers that broadcast They're everywhere signals yeah. that are like think about like a wi-fi router that's like plugged into the wall like your wi-fi router is like the size of like a like a hardcover book <laughs> and then a gigantic radio tower like think about how many watts of energy and how powerful that oh. signal is like the and, radio and if, array that i used to and when i used to go to mount a there was uh, just a few kilometers outside of town was this massive radio telescope array. It was like acres and acres covered with radio towers. I, I don't know. I mean, and it, and it doesn't do anything to anyone. Yeah. Anywhere. No like, one. No one's picketing, saying take it down. Yeah. What about microwaves? Like, like the ones you cook with. Yeah. You you wouldn't want to get inside. I whenever I turn my microwave on, my um Do you put on a lead vest? <laughs> no. My uh my uh my phone gets weird and my laptop stops hmm. playing. I've, you know what? That, that is kind of crazy. I have often wondered cuz you know how when you look in the microwave, right? When the light comes on, you can see inside because of that grating, right? It's the metal with, yeah. with very small perforations yeah. so you can see through. And I guess the idea is that the the size of the perforations or the the how the arrangement of them it still and makes it as hard the as wavelength possible of the microwaves oh. they can't pass through it's 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 as hard as possible to clean clean spaghetti sauce out of them <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that's, that's how big the they, actual... they engineer them to be as the right size <laughs> to be impossible yeah um, but really like if if that's what it is to stop the microwaves from coming through but does that block I need to. I need a Reddit to explain like I'm five, but does it actually block all of those microwaves just by virtue of the size? And then is and it placement? okay to, to eat the like your right. food? Well, I know they say. That's, I know they yeah. say that it's well. It's definitely okay to eat your food, mm-hmm. but I know. I I wonder like more. Is it okay to stand with your nose against the glass and watch your KD get hot? Like, or am I gonna get brain tumors yeah. from doing that? I mean, you yeah. probably. I mean, if you got a giant like bushel of bananas and stuck your face in front of that. I yeah, think that's radio. I think you'd right? get a lot of radiation there too. <laughs> wouldn't you like from the potassium? the potassium degrading? <laughs> yeah. So lo and behold, this is just feels like a really throwaway documentary. Werner Herzog, just like, I need to make something just, let's just make it about need, the internet. I need to stay yeah. topical. It's just super scattered. Uh, and of course he, he asks the people like, does the internet dream of itself? He can't get away with, <laughs> Not asking people something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, I can't. Google Deep Dream. They ask that, right? Like, what happens when yeah. Google looks at itself and it's like it makes cats? Um, I uh, <laughs> yeah, it just like little hidden images. I uh, I'm really excited for his next documentary, which is called Into the Inferno, which is about volcanoes. Oh, 
That's it. Here we are going to actually go oh, into man. the heart of the volcano oh, using the newest technology. Amazing. We will explore the magma at the center of I the mean, Earth. I will say, as soon as Lo and Behold opens, and it's just like it shows some internet footage, stock footage of wires and signals going, and then Werner Herzog's narration comes on, I just said, oh. it's I, I, I felt like I just put on a nice like robe, a German robe, and I just am sitting down with some... I like German accents. It's his when, is awesome. When you speak softly, his is amazing. If you're shouting German, he has the best one on earth. But if you're speaking softly with a German accent, it's very pleasant. It, it is. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be harsh and like co- you know commanding. Mm. And um, so I watched a couple things. Okay. Yeah. Um, very quickly. Quickly, because I've spoken can. about it already. I finished Preacher. I think everybody else has too. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting in how they've departed from the book series, but I really like it. I like what they're doing with it. Um, I'm happy to treat it as something different from the graphic novel series, um, but to enjoy it in the same way. Uh, they've changed the character of Custer a bit. They've changed some of the whole... Char- and I, I heard they're just setting up for a second season to really, like, that's where the main stuff is going to happen. Is that... they? So what I heard, it, how I heard it described from the, the show's creators was that they would ease you into strangeness, right? So like weird things would happen, progressively weirder though, so that by the end, really crazy things like they're trying to suck an angel demon hybrid spirit out of his chest into a coffee can using a lullaby. Wow. You know? But like in the first episode, you're like, oh, this guy might be a vampire, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I didn't so get every, it. I didn't like, understand every step was... of the way. You're kind of like, I'm okay with that. Okay, okay, okay. So by the time you get to the end of the season, you're like, oh, okay. Well, I've I realized that I've said okay to a lot of things, <laughs> and the world is a crazy place, and those guys are angels, and like what? Okay, so so they do a good job of making you accept all of this stuff as. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit okay. disappointed that uh, the Odin Quinn Cannon storyline didn't play out a little bit more like it does in the graphic novel but like i said i'm sort of i'm embracing the differences here and 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 going with mm-hmm. uh with what the guys do nice it's a different medium so it makes yeah, sense yeah yeah you absolutely have to do it differently yeah. um you watch stranger things as well is that I, on there i completed stranger things okay um i really like how they first of all i got to say anybody that's been a long time listener of the show will know my affinity for uh synth wave or vapor wave and this show like i could just listen to the music from the intro the oh. opening diana and, and all you? the way through the yeah. score Do you like it this it made the show though the the, the whole the score music, yeah it it was it helped with the atmosphere it helped yeah. with it does feel like an rl stein book come to life like a fear street it did feel like one of the older, yeah like not as goosebumps because they were too silly my I, i've but, said this a million times my mom calls Stranger Things goosebumps with sex in it. So, <laughs> but um, I that takes a bit of the punch out of the show. I really enjoyed it. I like the way that they didn't show us too much of the monster until later, and um, I like how they ramp things up. I like the idea. I like how they're handling the telepathy, and I like how they give the bully is what for everything. Like nothing is breaking new ground here. Everything is sort of almost predictable, but done in a way that I love it. I you, don't know you, how you, they're pulling it off. Yeah. You, you want to know something that 
is very aesthetically and tonally and atmospherically similar to Stranger Things, but it what? does break new ground. Yes. Tell me. The game inside. (laughs) (laughs) We totally walked into that. No, for real, though. Like, it does feel like Stranger Things a lot with, like, misty forests with flashlights shining at you and Mm. supernatural stuff going on on the fringes. You know what I loved about Stranger Things, which maybe, I don't know, if the protagonist of the video game is a 10 year old boy i just loved how the kids were like kids yeah they were not like super cool they're not super stupid or geeky they're just yeah kids. sometimes they don't think about things but one of them will but like the ne- you know what i mean sometimes the other one will be a, a different one will be the more thoughtful one they're still sort of like they're, they're very much children. Their tastes their tastes felt a bit too good for me. Like they were like, they had like a poster of the thing on the wall and stuff. And like, they, they were like, they felt like crystallized. Like this is what a kid would be like in 1983. Like they're definitely very much. Yeah. Like, but like a, a product of, you know, of the nostalgia that as we're viewing it from today's perspective, it's not from, yeah. from, you know, from that day. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, but I, I'm willing to overlook that. Like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It's yeah. okay to make it shiny. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't ruin it. Mm. The, this, the show just, it wears its nostalgic on its mm-hmm. sleeve, right? So. so one final thing, though. What do you got? Uh, when we're talking about fringe things. You watched and, like, the show weird, Fringe. No, I nice. didn't watch the show Fringe. Good, I okay. I finished reading <laughs> a while back, but I haven't been on the show much lately. Uh, I finished the Southern Reach trilogy, uh, which is... Uh, Alex Garland is currently making the first of those three novels into his movie, Annihilation. Um, Which we've yet to see a trailer for. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Because uh, the third book was uh, very, I don't know what, maybe illuminating. Uh, You have a ton of questions going in. You don't, I wouldn't say that your questions get answered completely. Um you get a bet a more full uh understanding perhaps okay. of what's actually going on with this area x and um i heard people don't like this series a bit like they're kind of up and down on it um they probably pissed some people off kind of well the the shift from the first to the third book is significant mm. the first one is very mysterious and okay. um the characters are a lot different too because in the first one it's a single expedition into area x the second one takes place in the southern reach office which is the the group that has sent the expeditions in so you've got all different kinds of people uh, and some strange goings on and some play with time as well you're not sure when different events are happening at the office and when what the missions they're referring to like that's there's a lot of things that are unclear where does the third book the third book you've got somebody there's a new character introduced who you've only seen so there's three rotations um and one of the three is someone new and you learn a lot and it's really cool but it's really weird and crazy and I know that a lot of people won't like the ending but I really like it nice um do you think they'll make it this far in the movies I hope so. They'll get to the third part? Um, If it's... Yeah, I think you have to. I think if you're going to make the first one, there's probably 
plan. Like it's all got to be in place to make it as a, all three. Do the characters carry over, or is it? Yes, very okay. much so. Mm-hmm. Um, from the first one, one in particular, but then afterwards, there's a lot of mixing in nice. between. Okay. Um, but right. it's great. Yeah, people, I, I, people I, that I, like reading should read them because they're not that long. I own the first oh. book, and I yeah, need Scott's to been reading it, it for yeah. like a year and a half. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> guys. Let's get into our review, shall we? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, Kubo. Do we have our armor and our sword and our helmet ready? The or? sword unbreakable. The sword. Oh yeah. The shield impenetrable. No, breast breastplate impenetrable. Armor. This armor. is where the clip armor. is going. <laughs> we got to memorize this video game if we're going to beat it, right? So, another game reference to Kubo feels like a oh video game, doesn't it? I would no? play the heck out of that game. by the dreaded Moon King. You may recall, Hansa was roaming the distant farlands in search of a magical suit of armor, the only weapon in the whole world that could protect him from the power of the Moon King. This armor was made up of three pieces. The first... Oh, I know, I know! The Sword Unbreakable! The second... The Breastplate! Impenetrable... Impenetrable. Impenetrable! (laughs) (laughs) And finally, the third weapon. The final piece of the armor. I know this one! Pick me! The Helmet Invulnerable! Before Hanzo could claim the armor and unite the pieces to reveal their true power, he was attacked by the Moon King's beasts. So that was a clip from Kubo and the Two Strings. A young boy named Kubo must locate a magical suit of armor worn by his late father in order to defeat a vengeful spirit from the past. Kubo and the Two Strings is directed by Travis Knight, and it stars uh, Charlize Theron, uh, Ralph Fiennes, George Takei, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. Well done. Uh, Rooney Mara and Matthew McConaughey. And I guess introducing Art Parkinson as Kubo. Who knows? Just a newcomer to to play this. Kind of a shame they didn't have an Asian actor playing Kubo here. It's a voice yeah. actor, though. I mean, really, it doesn't I guess, but if this matter. is... It's supposed to be a, like a very... It's a very Asian story. 
or said it like claims to be one. It's sort of Asian, but it's it's very Western too. I find. totally, you know, the Western sort of hero's journey. Yeah, it was definitely gonna. I thought we would get into the sort of commodification <clears throat> there. Of There's probably the, a lot to talk about well, there, right? What about the movie is actually a like Eastern or Asian? Besides the way they decorated the village and the names that they gave, mm-hmm. like in origami. I felt the the sort of mood. The melancholy kind of thing was sort of Eastern-ish. Yeah, like the mourning the dead, and I guess that's that. It feels like I loved it. I hope people. I, am not, I hope I'm not giving the wrong impression <laughs> here. But uh, yeah, let's go around the room. Uh, let's go with the one who loves it the most. Exactly. <laughs> Red. What What did you think of Kubo and the Two Strings? Um, I really, really liked it. Uh, except for a few small things, but uh, those small things come from it being a kids' movie, like v- and very much a kids' movie. Uh, so I can't fault it for those things. Um, uh, but otherwise, no, I really enjoyed it. It was beautiful. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. The idea, this whole uh, magical. Uh, lute or lyre or what kind of instrument it is? It's a shamisen. 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 I guess a three-string guitar, oh, which is confusing. Because of the two strings. It, it, we yeah. can talk about why this is called two well, strings. When that, when that, ha- when you find out why it's Kubo and the two strings, I got goosebumps. I was like, okay, oh. all right. I was all shivers when that happened. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, great. Really enjoyed it. Okay. Diana. Uh yeah. Uh I I enjoyed it too. It was very magical, um, fantastical and same thing. Um uh there were I mean, I, I think it's a kid's movie, but it's all it's I feel like it's a movie for everyone and um there were certain parts of the third act where I was like, Oh, they're just trying to, you know, convey a certain message and squish it all together and um i was like uh. but um <laughs> but but overall it was it i don't know it was such a good movie i really 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 enjoyed it and it's the kind of movie that um that we needed this summer <laughs> yeah a, a, not based on a comic or yeah. not based on it's not a sequel not a sequel not a reboot uh completely something somewhat original original yeah very yeah so yeah, like from the ground up, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's I guess it's rare to get something even doing like new that stuff these like, days. Like it's it's the way it did the origami thing was I haven't seen that. I don't think I've seen that anywhere. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um yeah, I I love this movie as well. Uh but I do have a long list of issues with it, which is strange for a movie that I apparently enjoy so much. Uh, Maybe because it's so obvious that it was really good. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, and and the, my the issues that I have on this, like my positive thoughts on the movie, are sort of more to do with the technical aspects rather than the narrative ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, and it maybe isn't because it's a kids' movie. You know, like yeah. it, like is it is it fair to sit and criticize the plot of a kids' movie? Like to overanalyze that might well might serve no purpose. I I don't know because like I 
one of the strengths I think of it is is that it is a kids movie that deals with difficult subject matter and does so very well. Like name namely the way that Kubo's mother is handled is pretty like mature and yeah. She clearly has some sort of mental condition that isn't really something's going on she's drifting away. Yeah. And, and and it doesn't even need to be explained too heavily. She's just very vacant and yeah, that's really the, the, well, the fact that the movie yeah. is about like loss and grief and memory is, you know, pretty different for an animated film. I just I don't know how they made this movie. Do you guys do you guys have any clue how they made this movie? Because I don't <clears throat> I don't know how you even begin to undertake this movie, and then when you when you start to realize, oh, well, we decided to do all this origami stuff with flying paper folding and stuff like that and have yeah. characters play the guitar. How how the hell do you animate a character playing a guitar? How much of this was stop motion? How much of it was CGI? I think... How much of it was origami? I think apparently the CGI, they like um, like take out seams in the models Oh, and they like fix. They just sort of fix stuff up with CGI, from what I understand. So how I think they, they added water. smoke effects, you know, and like sort of lighting effects might be done with CGI, but and that but waves, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, the waves. I don't know how they did that. And but just the the, the they made this as hard as they could for themselves. It, it seems like you know for to do it all practically, like making everything out of paper and stuff. It seems completely mind-boggling really powerful though the end product well seeing the animation i guess but you start to like because there's so many cgi movies out there you start to really sort of forget what you're seeing almost is all practical well it felt kind of cgi do you know what i mean yeah like it, it, it's 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 done in the way that cgi movies are done it's trying to emulate them a little bit yeah it's not like claymation or <laughs> you know no, yeah, it didn't seem like uh, Rudolph or no. Frosty the Snowman. No. Or Wa- Wallace and Gromit. I think, though, it's they also use, like, robots and stuff, so that's sort it's of It's getting different. much more technically yeah. sound, the whole... And <clears throat> do you guys know how they make the models now? Well, how did... It's, I don't it's, wanna... it's, it's, it's insane the way that they actually make... Like, so to take Monkey, for example, she has, like, a big pink chin and mouth piece right yeah that piece comes off of her face yeah there's probably like 500 different mandibles and the way that they make all of the various like frames they just pop a new one on to do each frame of the thing but the way that they actually determine they 3d print them yeah right and the way they determine what they need to 3d print is they just go on the computer and they basically make a cgi version of that animated scene and just literally print out the model. each frame. Just okay, print that, print that frame, print that frame, print that frame. So it's actually like super easy to do in a weird way. You you just animate it CG, and then print each frame. Right. So it's not like they're making it by hand. Yeah, they're not like because from scratch. Be- yeah, from scratch. Be- because from what I understand, like using the the hot like uh, stage lights would like melt the 
Play-Doh all the time. Yeah. Over time, you would just have a shitty looking model that would just sort of <laughs> have fingerprints on it and stuff. Hmm. Uh, yeah, like as you said, the, the, this has gotten to a, such an advanced level that it don't, you almost forget that you're watching. Well, that, like how the hell did they do that shark snake thing? I don't know. And it's all made out of paper and stuff. You know, in in, oh. in in like in the in the story, it looks like it's all tissue paper and stuff, which makes the whole thing to me seem like an even harder thing to do. Like, not Insane. only do, do we have to make this weird, you know, fish dragon, we have to make it look like it's made out of origami. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I just, I just wish that CGI movies weren't sort of. I guess it feels. Like, I, I forgot that I wasn't... Until they start talking and their mouth starts moving, uh, you, you start to forget that it's practical. Yeah. There was times... it has It's, like, usually on close-ups that you start to remember, I think. But the sh- these guys do it so well, that I think, though, that you just forget because it's so skillfully done. Like, this animation was... I went into this... Like, I was excited about this from the get-go because knowing it was stop-motion. So watching this the whole time, I was just... That was another reason that I was mm-hmm. blown away. Just like, these guys are knocking it out of the park here. Yeah, it's distracting. You're just looking at all of the little yeah, like, stuff happening. I mean, you can watch Shaun the Sheep or whatever. You can watch... Uh, like all, There's all kinds of other stuff out there that's ha- current that's great. But it's not even close to how well this was done. I wish Disney started doing this. Like Disney should start making like open up your like Disney has a gigantic warehouse making Laika type movies. If Pixar could make Well they have all the uh animatronic stuff still back there, right? Just because <clears throat> I feel like there's some plot points in this that really like a you know, a bigger studio would have ironed out a little better than this small company does you know what i mean like pixar really they hammer out their plots like so they're just like completely impenetrable and just fully like tight as a whistle and the plot to this i felt like was a bit all over the place i don't know if you guys i i think that it maybe isn't as strong across the board but i think that's one of the differences between this and a movie like a, a disney or a pixar is Disney Pixar is uh this one the 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 sort of theme or the meaning behind it I think is very obviously more important than the the narrative whereas in Toy Story for example or Monsters Inc or whatever there is a nice moral there you know you can wrap it up with a bow and then whatever but the story is what you're there for you're there to be wowed by like a really standard disney-esque tale and some cool cgi but kubo was very much about i think the power memory can play when you lose someone you love yeah i think by the end that seems to be what the whole movie's you know because he's alone the whole movie the whole movie sees kubo as either alone or missing somebody yeah and memory is like he's telling these stories that are obviously about you know, it's 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 mm-hmm. all about my issue comes with like you don't really get a sense of like what his power is and how he can use it. 
Like, so he can, is it just he can control paper? Is that? With his shamisen. Yeah, his music does so, something. So that is, that is his main power. Like, he has the ability to sort of bring these little pieces of paper to life. But then he can also do this, like, cool power, like, rocks power strum. Yeah, when he plays Beatles songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he can actually do some awesome guitar hero super mode that also just has like a giant blast of energy um and then so his, i think that's the thing though it's not that he his power is not that he controls paper i think his power is that his music is magic okay and and but so his mother his mother also kubo's mother also had this ability he says like well she was strumming the guitar at a certain point mm-hmm. at the beginning it opens with her like in a storm on the boat, right? Like cutting the wave. She cuts through. She saves him in the the windstorm, and then but, she gets her face but d- smashed <laughs> does, underwater. Does Kubo not say that? Uh, that you know, my mo- my mother when she was sleeping, Hanzo, the little paper Hanzo, would come to life whenever my mom was sleeping or something. The paper, yeah. Sometimes, like the paper would. Right. Yeah. So I'm guessing he inherited this ability. From yeah. yeah of- I, I think that's the uh, that what we're intended to um, get is that yeah. he's got it from his mama, and then so she can only do it in her dreams or something. From what he she she, well we don't something's wrong something's off with her yeah. right. So she's like, just not system error. Yeah, a little bit of <laughs> yeah, a little bit of it's, that. It's that and that's what's so sort of maturely handled here. It doesn't seem like they don't ever say what's wrong with her. You know that. He's just taking care of his... There's something wrong with her. But you don't see mother. characters like that in animation. so Or like like you said, in a kid's movie. And mm-hmm. that To me, that was actually one of my favorite parts. Like at the beginning, mm-hmm. their interaction and just how she was like kind of in and out. And kind she's of just mostly staring, absent. Right? Just yeah. staring right through him and stuff. Yeah. And that was so well done that when she, you know, when she finally like blinks her eyes and says like Kubo and like they have that conversation, you know... Mm-hmm. So simple what they've done, but you know how powerful and how important that the communication between them is. And then when she starts to fade again, it's you know it's underlined or underscored even more that this time doesn't always happen for Kubo. Did you guys see Anomalisa? No, I need to watch that. <clears throat> no way. No, I didn't see it either. I heard it was really good. Yeah, Rob was a huge fan of it. I think we probably. Oh, that was the one about, it was like a love story with puppets. It's Spike Jones. Yeah, no, no, it's, I, sorry, it's uh, Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman. I, I don't really want to see it. I heard it's really depressing. Oh, perfect. <laughs> like a like a character-driven romance with puppets. But it's it's like the novelty amazingly of the is not real. enough. Like, no, but it's apparently like super real, right? And that's... Yeah, but I don't do really character drama, so <laughs> I'll just pass on that. Yeah. For that reason. <laughs> no, no. Um... But I don't, I don't really get a, an, an, like the purpose and motivation for Kubo's quest isn't really told to us. Like he sort of tells you, it's it's one of those things where the the story of the movie is sort of meta in, and it's reflected in the story that he tells. You know, you're watching the story that he's telling to the villagers at the beginning, right? Uh, it's I don't know. I thought it was pretty like he gets stuck like it's all it all happens by accident right like but now he's the one collecting the armor and well the once sword he gets stuck and, and he's found the breastplate once he's found <clears throat> that's his only option because he's stuck like he, they're gonna find him they know where he is so his only way to survive now 
is to collect the armor that the legendary warrior that his father was was also looking for. Okay, but do we do we know why these three pieces of of armor and are, are so important? Like, what and what that and, wasn't really and and no. who hid them? What and why do we need them? Why are they so important? Why are they because magic? You need them to fight the Moon King. Why are these the only pieces that can defeat the Moon King? <laughs> why, why does why, why why isn't the Moon King just why isn't he just looking for like why isn't he destroy these pieces before Kubo can get to them? You are deconstructing the mythology of the Kubo universe. I, it was a little well, like welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it was a little weird though. You're like, oh, where is he going now? Oh, like it wasn't. It's at the so yeah. the the armor is at the bottom of the ocean for some reason around with these weird eyeballs. Like who are, who who are these guys? These frog eyeball guys, and why are they? It's okay to just shoot arrows into them. Yeah, and, and I could just why is the sword in a? Stuck in a skeleton's hand. Like, who is this guy? Yeah, how did they... You know? Get... Mm. I, 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 when I, But when I'm watching this movie and these mm. really out there things happen, <clears throat> what I'm thinking is like, I try and look at it from the point of view of a young kid being told a story. You don't ask those questions. You're just like... Or if you're telling the story and you're a kid, you're just going like... And then the little boy had to climb to the top of... Yeah. The invisible mountain. It does it does feel yeah, like, like in, you don't say why is the mountain invisible? You're just like, How do you get up an invisible mountain? Like, you know, you just go with it. And I I mean, I'm not saying there's no merit in trying to get to the bottom of these things, but No, but it reflects like this story is told from like a boy's point of view and it's you know, sort of this is what his imagination would imagine his quest to be like. So it's like, in a way, he's like an unreliable narrator a little bit, you know, like it's. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many who didn't realize that? Should we get into spoilers? I mean, maybe we. Yeah, (laughs) maybe we already have. (laughs) All right. Tell me, tell me you didn't know almost immediately that. That McConaughey was Hanzo, and that Monkey was Monkey was was his Mom. mother. Yeah. yeah, that was that was one thing that I thought was poorly handled. The way it was just like, Those... this is just Mr. Monkey. This is Mr. Monkey. Oh, and I'm your mom. Yeah, well, like, oh, those uh, reveals land with a pretty like dull thud, yeah. in my opinion. And and McConaughey's character is is too dumb to even know the significance of who he is and how it relates to Kubo, it seems like he just sort of, he doesn't even care that he is his well, father. It, it was really strange. Like you're, it was that was, am I supposed to understand that the, the like demons or whatever just scrunched him up and that made him forget? Like they hurt him so bad. They scrambled made him his brain. Stupid. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> made, they, they messed up his body so bad that is he's dumb now. Is that what happened? Did you guys like McConaughey's performance here and his character in Beetle? You know what? I I mean, I think part of it was the writing too because the beginning was so beautiful in its um, melancholy way and then to have all of a sudden this like Beetle and um, Monkey like squabbling it was like in in an almost like pixarish kind of way and i was like oh it's like antith- it's sort of antithetical to what 
they were trying to create. And I, I don't know. So to me, it felt like it was more the writing than it was the delivery. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, t- it, it was like on a Miyazaki kind of vibe. And then it just went straight yeah. into well, Shrek or yeah. some shit. I think, though, that it's also like I, I liked parts of, of the the Beatle. But also, I thought he was clowny at times. But I think that that might relate to like the whole thing is kind of looking at grief and 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 how you can handle grief. And I think part of that stage is uh, or part of the stages of grief is reflected in Kubo when he's like he's so happy, like some horrible stuff just happened, and now he's got monkey and beetle, and right away he's like, I got a new family, like I feel like I fit in, I belong. He's so happy. You're like you're as a viewer. You're like, okay, well, obviously some things are going to go wrong here. Like we haven't, you know, we haven't faced any challenge or the main challenge yet. We haven't, but so I think it fits. But I, that doesn't mean that I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't know. If it, I don't think it fits. I think it it was too witty. Like it it, it was too um sort of out of place because it's because it it can still be funny. But it just felt, yeah, it just felt out of place for me. I think um, it could have been more, I, I, I don't know, uh, just something different. <laughs> yeah, he reminded me of like maybe one of the characters from like Ants or something had showed up. I just don't know if it, McConaughey's the right choice for this character. I mean, that could really be it. Like, you know, play, like, have the same sort of wacky character, but the voice, I think, is McConaughey. I don't know what he's trying to do here. And, and you don't need him in this movie. Clearly, it didn't help. Yeah, I think this movie is bombing. Had the same issue. Grandfather <clears throat> could have been a different voice. Or if Grandfather's not a different voice, then I think the way that Grandfather looked as be a human. Ray Fiennes, you mean? Yeah, I think how he looked as a human same with how they showed hanzo as a human i think they needed to look very different like they didn't fit with the characters that we had been shown so mm-hmm. like if grandfather is this like he he turns into this scary snake shark thing mm-hmm. right but th- he's this really skinny slight old man and he's got a nice voice he's like well i mean all of all, the the plot all reflects like the way that Kubo's origami looks at the very beginning, right? Like it's essentially like if if you rewatch the movie, then you probably you watch that opening scene where he's doing his initial origami play. Yeah, that's yeah. literally how they meet. Like, like when he says but, time to break. But he like he 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 tells you the entire plot of the movie right there, and you get to see like even with him cutting up the you know the, 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 the weird inside. shark thing, yeah. yeah. Like it's the like I kept waiting for the exact same. I was too, yeah. The like sort of spiral finishing move, get swallowed, and then <laughs> yeah, cut him to ribbons. Um, yeah. So I just I don't know if the casting was right. Charlie Theron, I don't know how good she was either. I liked her. Her you, voice was you, you, I thought you, was good. You did okay. I just I honestly think that part was the the dialogue because she had a weird thing too when she was interacting with him at certain points where it was like this weird, like I think they were trying to show the, like the love between the two of them and how like they may have been together at one point. Oh yeah. It didn't, and it did, was, did that guy, did that work with 
Did, did that work for you guys? No. I don't. No, I don't, that's why it was weird. Like the dialogue was just weird. It's like, it, why is just the monkey fl- like when they were kind of yeah, flirty, flirting? Yeah, that's like, that to me was really weird. This is handled sort of not as well as other things, but that's why this movie isn't about like romantic love. I think very much this movie is about loss. So they've they've not focused on how to how to look at these other thing emotional situations that much. Yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to make excuses for the movie because <laughs> the, the, these things are not very good, but other parts are very good. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. Like, so he has like so he he Hanzo is both the beetle guy and also his spirit is also in the origami piece that's on his shoulder. Like, so he's, he's a human samurai and a beetle samurai. Yeah. Like, but am I right? Is there two of him? Like, there's. There's the beetle so. version of him, and then there's the the weird origami version that's on his shoulder. Yeah, actually, wait. Now I don't think I understand anymore. <laughs> like they call him because he's like the beetle samurai, right? They talk about his kingdom, the beetle kingdom. But he was a human when this is apparently a kids movie. Well, Hanzo, the the little origami um, thing is maybe the story version. Of yeah, Hanzo? okay, yeah. You know, is I mean, he a there's beetle a, then, or the, is he? No, no. What do you mean? The, the, like he's the version of him come to life. Yeah, there's a cute scene where he's they're, they're recreating sort of the story and the paper version points. That's me, right? Like, yeah, that's me. They're talking about right there. Like, it's just weird that we need like two representations of the same spirit, like at the same time. Like, like I don't. The beetle is also Hanzo. <laughs> yeah, like oh, this is his spirit embodied as a beetle and also at the same time a little paper version of himself like what is going on here one's kubo's version of the dad and one's the real version of the dad that that you know yeah. <laughs> maybe that is it um so i'm confused about the strings you see you got goosebumps oh. when he takes the two strings off of his you remember the the line the mom or i, I don't even remember actually but somebody says to kubo like no that's a memory like keep that memories are the most powerful magic we have and then that's monkey monkey right with the hair yeah turning his mother's hair into a bracelet and uh so he grabbed on he grabs the oh interesting and i didn't even think about it again the the first string of hair he grabs as his mother is like as he's flying away from his mother the last time he sees her as a human form yeah you think she's like died and a black string of hair so they twist it up and it becomes this bracelet that he puts on and then he gets another string later when uh how does he get another string well then there's a gray one from the monkey he gets one from her and then he gets a third string from hanzo's bow that's it so it's 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 three strings like at no point is there two strings like I don't, I don't understand why he this wears thing is two, two around his. What? He's wearing two bracelets. That's for a while. what it is. And he, the and two he strings, the another. He strings the <clears throat> the broken strings with only two. I don't think he has, gets a gray one from the monkey. Yeah, I, think I don't it's think. Just, when did he get the gray one from the monkey? I think it's just the one he from pulls his it mom. off. He, he pulls it off of monkey as she's dying. Oh. And right as Hanzo gets stabbed, and then monkey dies right on the ground. He he, because there's a gray, oh. there's a gray hair and yeah. a black hair around his wrist, right? Oh, hmm. And then I get like, 
shit. <laughs> yeah, and then that's when he learns like hey, his, somebody should tell them that his it's actually flight Kubo ability. And the three like strings. this is straight up Zelda, Legend of Zelda, the movie, right? Like once he gets like his armor together, then he gets the three strings, then he gets like then he can play the ocarina. He un- he play the ocarina, gets the flight ability. Now he can fly back to the hometown to get the helmet. Which the helmet was the bell. Is that what? Is it going on? That the, seemed yes. Oh, was I it? Think, I, it, it was hanging there, like a bell. The bell ringing. Or maybe in it was town just being was... displayed. It was like the town was like, "Check it out! We got a sweet ass old helmet." Yeah, it's our claim to fame. <laughs> People coming from miles around to check out this helmet. Um, but yeah. So, did you guys like the climactic fight scene? So they they fly back to the hometown, basically, which has already been destroyed. So I don't understand why there's a threat. They're all hiding there. Right? I don't. I don't. What is the overarching threat? The whole movie, because it doesn't feel like anyone's coming for Kubo. I don't know why he has to get the mm-hmm. armor. They're trying to get his eye. The Monkey King. But like, I he has to get all the armor so they don't take his eye. Okay. His other eye. Yeah. Okay. But like. Okay. His crazy. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um. I. To be really specific, I really liked the the like physical showdown, the like confrontation, the battle. It's handled well for like young kids can watch it if they don't get scared already. Like some kids I are really sensitive and scary. They get, the some fish. kids get freaked out right away. But if you're if you're already there, the fight isn't like gory or scary or anything. It's done well. But the dialogue, oh, it's just like so childish. And I I mean. They just really hammer home. They're like, you know, when people are dead, you can remember them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's- You'll always feel good forever if you just remember someone when they're gone. Yeah. Oh. It's all about story, yeah. story, story. They kept talking about story, like, the whole movie and especially towards the end. Yeah, so- well, yeah, I mean, it's like the idea of memories. Um, it was really just like the horse was dead. And they yeah. just kept whipping it. But like but memories being like the, the the power of memory being what ultimately protects the villagers. Like they you they literally use the power of of honoring the dead as like an mm-hmm. energy shell. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Their 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 mourning abilities. Remembering the dead is mm-hmm. literally a superpower. Yeah, their their superpower of remembering the dead turns into like a cool force field. E- force field. That actually, <laughs> the the blue dragon guy can't get through because they're remembering the dead. And then, too of much. course, and so like that happens. And then, what does the blue shark snake do? Is you know snarl and like, argh, <laughs> argh, not the power of memory. No. Yeah, that was weird. It was like, <laughs> uh, like that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, mm, I felt could have yeah. been handled better. I felt, yeah, how they tied it tied it all together was sort of weird. I hate to bring it back to, like, Pixar and Disney movies, but they would have never, like, you know what I mean? Like, they would have never let it be that blunt. And it was a bit clumsy. Like, yeah. Clumsy, yeah. but also, like, trying to be so on the nose with it at the same time. Um, I wish they were more, it was more like that scene with the mother and Kubo at the beginning. Yeah. Like, if they ended it some in that same kind of tone or... Like not explaining everything that would yeah, yeah don't try to wrap it up with a nice tidy bow because it is kind of a messy topic right yeah. like grief is ugly sometimes so show that which I think they do but then 
it's really like a happy ending i didn't i didn't like the and the very last image with the parents reappearing it's like a star wars kind of i didn't like like, isn't it yeah they didn't they looked really funky and weird like they didn't look memorable like you didn't really get to see them earlier so seeing them in this weird ghost form doesn't feel familiar or like you know something Mm -hmm. we've earned it does who it's are like, these weirdos? Was like, is that Hanzo? He doesn't look like the what big I thought he beetle. would go. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. And then the you know the the, the paper bags turn into the golden herons, herons, yeah. Which I thought was a nice image. Yeah, that I did. Another like nice, visual, you know, for sure. I just wish that we didn't see the parents at the very end. I wish he like let go of the paper bags and he was by himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, that, that would have made more sense to me. And oh. show, maybe show the silhouette of two yeah. herons fly away. Yeah. Or maybe you add another layer to this and you add sort of a more of a psycho, you know, like dealing with, with loss on like a psychological level and Kubo may or may not have imagined all of this in his head as a way to deal with losing his mother and like the town never actually got destroyed. He went on this adventure as a way to cope with all of it. His mother finally just lost it that night. And but that wouldn't have made sense with the point of like the memory and living on. It wouldn't, it would have been, there's some holes in your theory. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I'm not saying that's a theory that you could read into it. I'm saying that that may be, would have been an interesting layer that they maybe could have added, hmm. you know, when they were making it. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or are you saying that that might not have, that might have undermined the... The actual message. The, the message of memories and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. But... Um, I like it. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it was still... Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys... Uh, what did you guys think of the cover of While My Guitar Gently Weeps? Did you did you stick around for any of the credits a little bit? There's a Beatles cover at the end. Um, that's in the trailer too. Like, Is it? That's one of the reasons why I love the, the trailer so much was was that song and the, the reimagining of it. Um, I watched a little bit of the credits, but did not stick around for all of them. Well, I mean, you've heard the song. Yeah, it's. I really like it. It seems like a good choice. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, especially they must for have what. Paid. Uh, Butlow <laughs> yeah. Rights, yeah. It just makes a lot of sense for what literally what the movie's about. Like, While my yeah. guitar gently like leaves. Kubo's yeah. guitar. Yeah, it's pretty pretty perfect like, actually. His guitar strings are all the saddest memories in his life. I wonder if that's where the idea came from. It almost seems <laughs> yeah. Like you know, from the song. They're like, hey, what if it does make it a, 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 the like, song. Why is your guitar crying? Well, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. almost makes the movie a lot better just having that in it as a, a way to crystallize the message a little bit. Yeah, um, this this might improve on a rewatch significantly for me when I'm not paying attention to a lot of the strange plot holes. Or maybe it'll get worse. Who I knows? hope. Yeah. I hope not. But as it stands, it gets an eight out of ten for me. Very good, Mark. I mean, I don't know if. It might improve from there. I'm leaving room for it to do so. Do you know why I say that that's a very good mark? Because that's why? yours. Because that's what I also okay. have given this film. Yeah. It actually went down a half a mark while we've been sitting here talking about it. What? I'm sorry. That's my fault. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just me hearing myself talk about a bunch of things about the movie that I didn't like. That's why we do the show, man. Yeah. So 
Eight, yeah. Uh, which I, is a good score. Diana, did you, do you have a score? Did you think about putting one on it? I would give it somewhere, yeah, between 8 and 8.5. Um, yeah. It was really good and it was really beautiful. And I felt something, but I, it wasn't like transcendent. Um, but still definitely a good watch. I mean, I, I was maybe going in with heightened expectations. I think that's that my fault. That's part of it. I might have done that. I don't know if you did that. I think this this thing has like a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. And the trailer is awesome. Yeah. It looks like a slam dunk. When you the way it starts, you know, like don't blink. Or no, if you have to blink, do it now. Do it now. Yeah, I found that a bit like, you know what? Fuck you. I'll blink whenever I want to, asshole. <laughs> yeah, but then when you hear it again the second time, you're like, "Oh shit." I think it's more that... It's a bit too much attitude. <laughs> it, hooks, it hooks all the little villager children. I think it's just the story, you know, the narrative. There were some, you know, just sort of... Air, room holes. for improvement. Yeah. Big time. Like, a, like I think this, this isn't their, like, 10 out of 10 masterpiece that's going to be, like... But it's a... I think this is a... Uh, a good sign. They're they're for moving to come. Yeah, yeah. For is sure. it better than their previous stuff? Yeah, this is like to me the best thing they've done in terms of, especially in terms of like scope and like the next thing they make. I mean, this thing isn't making a lot of money, but whatever the next movie they do should be insane. And they're not going to do any sequels, from what I understand. They're making good uh, selections with. <clears throat> the the movies they put original in, so. properties so yeah. I, I look forward to seeing whatever it is that they come out with um oh you know what we have to quickly talk about those witches they were so scary so rooney mara oh yeah Kubo. yeah they, those were the, the, so they, scary but awesome they seem really um I don't know, Tim Burton-y kind of like a They did make nightmare, me think of Tim, Tim Burton. Nightmare they're Before like, Christmas. The cape, the like feathery capes. I feel like they're based on some sort of Asian ghost. I don't know. Cause some the, kind of spirit. Like the, I feel like I've seen that long pipe. Did you see? Yeah, she, it, one of them had an opium pipe for yeah. sure. Yeah, and they she did weird stuff with it, right? She smoked m- magic spells and stuff. Or, and they were wearing those masks, right? Like they were. Oh, the brilliant scene where the mask is split. And it's like floating down yeah. in the yeah, water. Like, no, it made me stronger. Broken mask. Oh, oh she killed her. Yeah, I, 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 I like the those. Witches. Those are maybe the standout. Like, that's the scariest kind of maybe stuff in the movie. Yeah, How, it's actually know, scary. Yeah, the witches are the sisters. Are it really is scarier than the grandfather. I think. Yeah, that's anti. I didn't even know it was Ray Fiennes either. I didn't realize it either. Yeah. Yeah, he's better than that. He is, and like this is something he's he one didn't... of my favorites. As as I, kn- I knew know. that you would, yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He seems really wasted in this. Like, he shouldn't you know wrong get wrong nothing voice. out of like I don't think he's like you say McConaughey is wrong for. Um, I think most people are the the main, but I I liked I liked Charlize yeah, and I liked uh, Art. What's his Parkinson. name? Parkinson. I thought those two. He is good. I just I I'd be anxious to see what the Japanese. Like what yeah. a Japanese viewer, like a you know a Japanese a job speaking. Altogether. I want to hear. I want to like watch it with subtitles. 
Yeah. I feel like George Takei and those other, like, I don't even remember he, what characters uh, they played. I feel like they were, it was just sort of like a, oh, token, we don't have it. Yeah, did token. Takei say anything other than, oh, my? No, he's just a villager, right? It's just completely pointless. He yeah. was somebody's father, and he, and he like, covered their eyes and said, oh, my. Mm-hmm. Is that, oh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I could see if, if, if you wanted to, you could really p- break this movie over the coals for being whitewashed, you know? Yeah. But it is a fusion. You're at a fusion restaurant with this one, right? And like it's animated. Is, I yeah. gotta keep saying it's animated. Yeah. It's animated. And the no, thing is, what it's... you see is a more some like Eastern aesthetic. Yeah. Right? And so with all the Japanese maples. Yeah. With the I don't don't know the name of those arches. Oh the Shinto but like those shrine going arches. Into the, yeah. Going into the village. There's one of those big red arches. But uh, yeah, it is weird. I just feel like they just threw these little like, touches. No, uh, sorry. No, the the voice actors like just, you know. The, oh, yeah. Oh, they probably did not have any Asian voice actors. And they're like, ah, uh, we just need to find someone. I and just don't get it at all. We're Sandra O oh, or someone could have been the mom. Yeah. Or like someone she even looks or like Ming Na or whatever her name is. Or there's a lot you could do. Son, Son from Lost. She's in a bunch yeah. of stuff now these days. The girl from Cloud Atlas. Yeah, they're they're they're. We're way Diana more Bang. Oh yeah. What about Diana Bang? You weren't approached for Kubo. <laughs> were you, you were you, did you get any approach for Sausage Party? I guess they probably didn't have a lot of extra. Yeah, um, roles. I think there was a possibility, but I'm I'm based out of Vancouver, so it's a little bit more difficult to. They probably didn't do the audio recording up here. I guess. They just no. slaved out the studio in East Vancouver and didn't pay anybody. Sausage party. Kind of an interesting story. Uh, next week, we're reviewing either Morgan or Don't Breathe or a viewer suggestion. Oh, a viewer requested one? Who knows? We'll see what happens. Do you guys take viewer one. requests? If they're good enough. Yeah. If they're good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. If they're good enough. <laughs> Maybe we can review inside. Maybe. What? What? Probably not. <laughs> not soon. Um, so you can find uh, the show on Twitter at Vertical Viewing. Vertical Viewing at gmail.com. Let us know what we should review next week. If it should be Morgan, uh, if it should be Don't Breathe. I vote for Don't Breathe. It looks scary. It looks cool. It does kind of actually look neat. It and, does. Uh, I, I, the guy who's playing the blind dude. Yeah. Yes. It looks Stephen Lang, the guy from Avatar, bad guy. Yeah. It looks cheesy to me. It they reminds me do, of right? that uh, Shia LaBeouf one where his neighbor might be a killer. Oh, Suburbia? That one, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Yeah, it's probably not. It, yeah, I, the it, same, want to see it the same amount as I wanted to see Suburbia. When it, it this movie out. made $26 million at the box office this weekend. So, How much did Kubo make? It's made eleven million in total so Are you far. Serious? It's bombing. I think we have to say some wonderful things about Kubo right now because everybody been, should see it. You feel like sure. we we actually were harsh on it, even though we gave it like an eight. Doesn't sound like we gave it an eight. I think I feel like we talked about all the holes and know, all the bad things. It's, it's like, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> let's like let's apologize it's and, get, and kiss it. <laughs> let's kiss it better. It's a great movie to show your kids if someone in your family's died. I mean, I I brought up at the off the top. I said like my issues with the movie are related to the plot and 
like nothing else. Like everything else is like a perfect 10. So good. Mm-hmm. Right. So everybody go see Kubo. <laughs> um, yeah, the show is verticalviewing.com. You can click the donate button if you want to help the show out. Uh, help us offset the cost of seeing movies, renting a slice off the internet, uh, hive mind. Yes. Um, yeah. Go to iTunes. Leave us. What, what did we ask for off the top? What potato was, salad. What was potato yeah, salad. We wanted a new we spin need, on potato need, salad. It, it's the same everywhere. So we need something new immediately. Where's the provider when you need them? Raisins. Mm. Does he grow any of his own food? I think he does. Yeah, the provider does. He is the provider. Uh, raisins in your potato salad yeah. sounds very interesting. Uh, I Oof. you're gonna have to change my mind on that one. He's a big raisin guy. He's serious about. I it. love <laughs> raisins, but I don't usually like sweet with my savories. <laughs> but <laughs> I might make an exception for raisins. Um, vert- yeah, vertical viewing on iTunes is where you're leaving your five star review and yes. your <laughs> either your raisin free or raisin filled potato salad review. Uh. Diana, you're on Twitter. Yeah, not can, very often, no. but yes. <laughs> w- w- where can we find you on there? At the Diana Bang. Nice. Okay. I am on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh. I don't have a little verified box beside my name, though, like some people in this room do. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't earned those yet. How do you normally get those? I think you can actually buy them now. At first, you had to actually get reached out by Twitter. Yeah. And then, like, confirm something, right? Like, yeah. once you get over a certain number. So, like, take a picture of yourself holding. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like getting verified on an AMA or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you are. I am at Jared underscore Sergeant. Nice. If you'd like to see me tweeting about educational stuff. Oh, yeah. Tweeting about Google. Uh, Apps for education. <laughs> yeah, it loves it. Just loves how Google can integrate research and educational technology. His students can just <laughs> integrate with Google and just become part of Skynet. We use Apple too, man. You can just merge I with got the a high Dell brain. at work this year. All right, all right. See, I'm not just. You can play. You can play inside on that. Maybe. <laughs> all that right. should be the like every week. You should bring up. Oh inside. man, no, it's for real. Until he actually plays this game for twenty dollars. Two hours long, three hours long. You have to do this. Maybe. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Diana, thank you for coming on. Yes, thanks. big, big thank you. Always a pleasure. Please come on more often than every eight months, if you can. Yeah. You're not going to L.A. soon? Or no. are you? What? You're sticking around. Yeah, I'm sticking around for okay. a while. Sweet. Um, come back on. Please. Yeah, I, I want to talk about... Uh, this other show that my sister's in that'll oh. be coming out in the fall. Okay. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And what is it? Can it's, you talk about it yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called Kim's Convenience. Okay. It's going to be on CBC. Sweet. Hey, nice one. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can look forward to that. Do you know the actual airing date? I think it's going to be in October. Okay. Um, and it's basically about a Korean immigrant family in Toronto, and it's like a sitcom. Comedy. Comedy. Okay. Comedy yeah. drama. Yeah, well, uh, we should try and get as many people from that on here. On here? Well, we we'd have to bring them in over the phone, I would guess, right? It's, yeah, we, we have the technology. Are we they can, shooting uh, it out in Toronto? They're in yeah. Toronto, yeah. Cool. <clears throat> nice. Uh, any final thoughts, folks? 
No? Watch Kubo because I'm sad that it's only 11 million. I know. Yeah, it we might need be like 14 studios. by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need studios to make more movies like this. Yeah. Or to, to like Big time. attempt new stuff. So That's really go see it. Yeah. It's a shame that this kind of stuff just gets ignored. And Finding Dory is still great, still worth seeing. But the, I mean, those movies are just purely commercialized junk that. I don't know. It's not going to have the kind of message that Kubo's going to dare to have, right? Yeah. Even though they do kind of do the Pixar route. Let's have famous actors for no reason. We need to put their names on the poster, Scott. It didn't work, though. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I haven't seen a lot of uh, promo for it, so. No. Yeah. They spent all their ad money getting the Beatles song. (sighs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it seems that way. And making it beautiful. Yeah, they did do a fantastic It it feels like that's just an Oscar reach, right? Like, it's clearly they're going to perform that at the Oscar ceremony. I hope they have the kid come out and do the, like, the voiceover. Ooh, and do the play the chemisen. So, like, while the song's going, Yeah, and then you actually have all the little origami flying around. If you have to blink, do it now. And, like, everyone in the audience would be like, ooh. So the actor would have to learn how to do that? I don't know if he plays it. That would be a pretty sweet touch. <laughs> no, I saw. I think just <laughs> saying the lines would be good. I, I saw the guy who does it. He's this like big old fat dude playing in the orchestra, <laughs> like in the behind the scenes. It's like not a little kid. No. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I think uh, does that. that should do it. I mean, Tsitsi fly or something like that. Or yeah, well, normally what happens is at the beginning is that we oh, say yeah, that's Tsitsi how fly. Goes. That's how it goes. And then at the end. Is we say keep it vertical, whatever that means. 